0: Good morning. Hope you all had a good enough evening of rest. Oftentimes in life, that's how we have to operate, good enough. So coming together and landing, just wanted to, one, uh, acknowledge that um, this beautiful retreat center that we have the opportunity to practice in, and these grounds, and the shelter over our head and whatnot, to just acknowledge the land on which this sits. And the original people who cultivated and stewarded this land, such that it still remains here today in a pretty healthy state. So, some of the original peoples that occupied this land of uh, Massachusetts, which in itself is a native word, indigenous word, are the Wampanoag tribe and the Mohegan, the Nipmuc. I think the Nipmuc people were the people who were actually in this exact area of Massachusetts, and the Mohicans. So, just to really presence that energy there and having some gratitude and uh, appreciation for how it was held. So I know we oftentimes don't necessarily do this at retreats, but we're still at the beginning and I'm a big one for creating connection and community. So what I'd like you to take this opportunity to do to Engage with those folks who are sitting right next to you, your neighbors who you're going to be spending the next eight days with on this journey where many of us will be in many different places within these nine days. And the people right in our immediate area um, are helping us as we help them to hold this container. So I'll ring the bell. every few minutes and it would be just really great to introduce yourself to the person on the left of you, the person on the right of you, the person in back of you, and the person in front of you. That's your little town. That's your little neighborhood, your little street that you're going to be on uh, for the next eight days. So take this opportunity to say your name, where you're from, whatever you want. Just a short And just notice as the request comes to engage, you know, how part of this practice is the moving in and out uh, externally and internally um, and employing the practice to support us in our being. So I'll ring the bell for the first time. You can start with the first person and then I'll ring it uh, three other times so that you have an opportunity to meet the people exactly surrounding you. Go for it. on to the next person and just noticing perhaps it may mean getting up out of your seat and walking over to somebody to make the introduction. One more time so we can be complete making sure that you've connected to your neighborhood It's It's the beater, I think. So just noticing how that is in the body there, having expressed yourself and reached out and met each other. So in this hall, now that you've had an opportunity to meet some of the individuals around you, just as a collective, as a group, you know, there's 95 of us, 100, with the teachers. This is a community of 100 people. 58 of you identify as female, gendered. Thirty-two of you identify as male-gendered, and five of you identify as gender-diverse. For 22 people in this community of 100, um, 24, if I include Yang and myself, that identify as people of color, that's a quarter. For those of you who aren't familiar, that's pretty cool. (laughs) There are nine of you who are here who are in your 20s, 17 of you who are here in their 30s, 23 of you who are in your 40s, 11 who are in their 50s, 23 in their 60s, 11 in their 70s, and one in their 80s although a couple of those in the 70s are about to be in the eighty group. <laughs> <laughs> so just as a last sensing into where we're from, just raise your hand if you are able, if you're from the northeast area. Just raise your hand and take a look around and see who that is. And then maybe raise your hand if you're from the southeast. How about the middle? Do we have any people here from the middle? Welcome. And the Northwest? Traveled a bit of distance there. <laughs> the Southwest? Canada? Europe? Asia. Africa. Australia. Welcome. And Antarctica. (laughs) (laughs) South America. So representation from much of the world here in this Sangha that's going to be working and traveling together for the next seven days or so. So this morning, really, as we um, continue arriving, we're going to really keep it simple. You know, part of what we will be engaged in this week is the cultivation of the heart and mind cultivation of uh, bringing ourselves present and dwelling there as much as we can, and when we're not, recognizing that and, again, establishing immediate moment-to-moment presence. Not a tall order for the week. but really having taken the opportunity to remove ourselves from the day-to-day Uh, goings-on of life and grabbing this opportunity to explore, to inquire, to uh, grow, to land in, to understand, uh, to access wisdom. A worthy way to spend some time and even being supported in a big way by nature today. So, you know, for those of you who maybe aren't from places where you get big snows, one of the things that happens when it snows a lot it softens everything, everything, and it feels rather cocoonish um, in the energy that's provided. So, a great support, especially on the first day, the first full day, a great support in in aiding us to move gently and kindly into that place and those spaces. So this, this cultivation, this engagement with uh, the mind heart, the establishment of moment-to-moment presence is really you know, engaging with mindfulness in a non-judging, non-critical, allowing kind of way. And one of the components that more and more we've been speaking to um, in terms of uh, offering our contributions in terms of teaching is the real important aspect of relaxing. Being relaxed as we engage. Relaxed in mind, relaxed in body, relaxed in heart as we engage with this practice. So I offer that as a reminder to Uh, As we transition out of these lives that I can only imagine, I know how my life is and the lives of the five of us sitting up here, so I can only imagine it's much the same, if not even more for many of you there. So, you know, we've been on this this train, this train of life, and now um, suddenly, and a lot of times, you know, when you come on retreat, activity and energy actually increases the Couple of days before, as the preparation for leaving uh, becomes more and more eminent, so um, we've just stepped out of that into this time and place, and so really just allowing that to be and acknowledging that. This practice, this cultivation of the mind heart, this cultivation of a establishment of awareness, so there is some energy, some effort there in terms of establishing ourselves in in residing in home. It's not just for the purpose of uh, purification and cleansing and um, really opening um, and engaging the heart in our lives with ourselves and with others. But really a tool, a a way of understanding, a way of being that serves us, that stands by us as we live our lives day by day, moment to moment, particularly when times are difficult, chaotic challenging. And I offer to say that, you know, a lot of people now are talking about how difficult and chaotic and challenging these times are. Well, the reality is they're always like this. They're always like this. Perhaps some of us aren't aware when times have been difficult. I'm speaking particularly... um, right now for here in the US, but over the course, over the arc of time, life has always been difficult for human beings. It's the other part of the goodness that's available. So not to get so bogged down and caught up in the... um, difficulties and challenges of now, but to know that there are many before us, many who have come before us, both in this lineage, who have held it such that we have access to it today to support us in living our lives, but also our particular ancestors who made choices, who lived lives such that we're able to be here now in those difficult and challenging times historically, that have touched every human being. Notwithstanding the essence or one of the foundational components of this practice and this way of understanding the world are predicated on the reality of suffering. And there'll be more about that over the course of the training, but just to presence that here, that there's nothing new going on. We're just the ones crossing through right now while it's happening. (coughs) So finding that position, uh, that position of home, that position where the body is alert um, but relaxed no matter whether you're in a chair, on a cushion, cross-legged, sitting on a stool, that, that place where the body feels centered and balanced. And just noticing how it is there on the seat or the cushion in this moment as you make your adjustments and start to bring the focus into now. And going back to what I said about keeping it simple for today as we continue to arrive. You know, I'm gonna start, we're starting today with the the breath and many of you have practiced before, have ongoing practices outside and some of you it may be newer, but one of the things about the breath, and sometimes it's really, even though it's very simple, sometimes it's very challenging, especially at the beginning when we're stepping out of these lives that we live to actually be able to even focus and feel the breath. But the thing that's so useful about beginning with the breath as a domain of landing and coming present is there's nothing special that has to happen. You're breathing no matter what you're doing as long as we're alive so it's readily and easily available to just check in there finding the breath and whatever really makes sense for you in terms of the natural inclination so whether it be the noticing of the abdomen arising and falling, the noticing of the lungs expanding and contracting, the noticing of the chest rising and falling, the awareness of the air moving in and out of the nostrils, There's no one right place, no one right way. Whatever aligns naturally for you. And really spending this sitting period allowing whatever is there to be. Not trying to do anything with the breath. not trying to stop the thoughts, not falling into the anticipation or expectation that might be there, just allowing it all to move through, arising and falling, whatever shows up, however it is. Relaxing, breathing, sitting. One of the steps or one of the ways of knowing when mindfulness is being established, is to be sitting and know that you're sitting, breathing and knowing the breath. Hands on the lap. Ankles crossed on the mat. Back touching the chair. Knowing and bringing awareness to each moment of this lived experience of sitting now. Even if you are well-practiced, the invitation to really bring beginner's mind, although no matter how practiced we are, we've never been in this moment, at this time, in this place, with this practice. The opportunity each moment to wake up, to be present in the moment, regardless if there's thinking, feeling, emotion. For now letting that just all be without falling into it, without offering attention to that. depending on how it is for you noticing the breath a bit larger than just the breathing in and out the long in-breath the short the deep the shallow the warm the cool the fast the slow However it is, just noticing it, not trying to control or change it, just what the natural state is in this moment. Remembering to be kind, remembering to allow things to be just as they are. Practicing and connecting as deeply as possible with the natural raw sensation of our body moving with the breathing, with the sensations of air moving. Body breathing, relaxed, present, remembering, establishment of moment-to-moment experience experience of body breathing sitting and knowing that you are sitting. Letting the stories be. Letting the itch be. Letting the tension be. Just noticing these experiences and knowing that you're sitting. And how, bhikkhus, does a bhikkhu maintain their observation of the body as body? Here, a bhikkhu, gone to the forest or to the shade of a tree or to an empty hut, sits down, cross-legged, sets their body straight and embedding mindfulness with them, being mindful while breathing out, being mindful while breathing in. Breathing out long, they are aware, I breathe out long. Or breathing in long, they are aware, I breathe in long. Breathing out short, they are aware, I breathe out short. Breathing in short, they are aware, I breathe in short. They train themselves to realize I will breathe out, experiencing the whole body breath. They train themselves to realize, I will breathe in, experiencing the whole breath body. They train themselves to realize, I will breathe out, calming the body processes. They train themselves to realize, I will breathe in, calming the body processes from the Maja Makaya. So just remembering as we move through the day in our sitting and walking and however it is that we're just um, arriving, we're just getting here and really allowing yourselves to have whatever has come to just be and then just letting it be and knowing that this breath practice is not the ultimate goal of this practice. It's just one of the tools to assist us or support us in establishment of awareness uh, 24-7 or as close as it is that we can get to it. Just like if you're an athlete or you play an instrument or anything that um, a gardener, you know, you set the foundation right. And then you can have the expectation that you've created the conditions as best you can for the flowers to bloom, or the race to be won, or the song to be sung. So That's really what we're cultivating and beginning to do with starting our retreat off, engaged with the breath meditation. So the way that we've structured the retreat, will have question and answer opportunities in the afternoon. Um, so we won't be doing practice questions right now. Um, just in case there's uh, non-familiarity or even just as an assistance to moving us into the next period which will be walking meditation. Um, just going to do a little Work with that. And you know, the Buddha spoke about basically four different postures. So, the sitting posture, which in the way we practice is quite um, elevated in terms of uh, the way to practice. However, the Buddha spoke of uh, walking meditation, spoke of uh, laying, which uh, I'm sure over the course of the week, you'll hear Kittasaro speak to uh, once or twice. And standing. So the way I interpret that, basically he was saying, there's opportunity for practice and establishment of awareness every moment. Because the body is in one of those positions all day long. Unless you're an aerialist, uh, where you may find that it's in some other positions. But basically for us folks, it's... Uh, one of those four that we're constantly engaged with. So, can always take the opportunity to practice, even standing online at the supermarket. So, just a little bit with walking meditation. And I think that this, uh, this uh, mic makes it a little challenging. So, I'm going to ask Yang if he'll uh, let me direct him. Yang, his walking practice has been very inspiring for me when we've been on retreat. Together, so. so everybody stand up first and just kind of center yourself and balance yourself in the body. And just sensing in and feeling into that standing there that you are doing with both feet on the ground. And you may want, to, well for now that's fine. You may want to stand on the floor as opposed to the cushion, I don't know, to give you, give you a little more support. And just noticing, noticing the knees over the ankle and the hips over the knees and the shoulders aligned and how it is there with the arms hanging and noticing this position of standing, which is a part of the walking meditation. And how is that in the body? And then maybe just shifting the weight over to the the right, just noticing how that is in the body, the balance, the lightness of one foot, the heaviness of another foot, how the body is engaged, and back to the center, and now how is that shifting back to the center, feeling that in the body, and then shifting the weight to the left, Noticing, is it different? Is it different, the left and the right? Shifting back to middle. Just noticing that. Really sensing into the body, the movement, the flow. Now maybe just um, making sure that uh, You don't walk in the body, just taking one step forward with the right foot. And noticing the mechanic of that, like the heel lifting, the toe lifting, the foot moving, the balance of the weight on the front and the back foot. And then bringing the left foot forward, stepping, noticing the body moving through space. And the standing again, reestablishing the balance there. And then making maybe a couple of steps forward, two steps forward, one with the left, one with the right, and just noticing how that is. Mm -hmm. And then standing with balance with both feet. And then maybe. Paying attention and just turning to your left or right, whichever feels natural for you, just turning around, noticing the steps as you turn. Maybe how is it easier or more difficult to hold the attention, and the movement, and pausing there. And then taking two or three steps back to your place of origination. Mm -hmm. And then stopping and pausing and noticing if there's a leaning into wanting to start to turn, like to move through, follow through with the steps and then just turning around back forward. Yeah, okay, you can have a seat again, but not you yet. (laughs) And so what it might look like, I'm gonna have Yang just take a couple of, uh, a forward and a backward. So you're gonna mark off uh, 10 to 12 steps maybe. So it's not the kind of walking that we might do later when we're taking a walk around the loop or in the woods or whatever. But this is really a dedicated um, point in time where we identify that we can take 12 paces or so. And Yang is really doing a nice pace here, but there's really no particular pace. you know. As a matter of fact, you may want to try out a couple of them to see what the natural rhythm feels like to your body. And then when you get to the end, the first end of the walking space that you've identified, just stop and pause. Maybe breathing there in the moment and grounding and balancing oneself. And then turning. All of this is part of the meditation. And walking back to the uh, place of origination that you've identified. I often find that walking meditation um, for me has been one of the most expedient ways to land back in my body, to really get present, to get grounded, to be engaged with the earth, different than the other positions. Thank you, Yang. Uh, also, you know, people oftentimes have perceived preferences. And what I invite you to do over the course of the time we're together is to give each of the meditative uh, uh, positions and practices that we offer with some equanimity. Maybe at the end you can engage some preferences, but while we're practicing, see if you can have some spaciousness and openness to giving it all a try, including eating meditation. So just before uh, you go out, there's um, the walking hall right outside of here. There's the lower walking room right beneath here, um, which you can get to either from going out the back or going out the front and going down the stairs where the yogi closet is. There's also a walking room on the first floor of Bodhi House. And you're also free to walk in the halls, the dining rooms, as we... Move through the day if the weather becomes more and more um, uh, challenging, uh, when the wind starts whipping up, you know. um, If you're brave and courageous and that really turns you on to be out in this storm, certainly feel free to go outside and walk. Um, But if not, you know, that means we'll all be inside or many of us will be inside. And so just find places where you can walk throughout the day where you have some space and aren't impeding or crossing with somebody else. For the, which one is it? That um, For the 1030 walking period, um, there's going to be Qigong in the downstairs walking room. So that room won't be available for walking. So you'll find other places throughout the center to walk.